This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. The Sonic Society, the Podfleet Command of the United Federation of Podcasters, boldly going where no Sonicateer has ever gone before. You'll forgive me, my use of American vernacular is a little off. What have you jacked? No, no, my name is Jack. I haven't jacked anything. At least not in a long time. And Canadian. Canadian. That's right. We're hosts of the world's longest-running internet and radio showcase of radio drama, the Sonic Society. Internet audio drama? But that's only been a short time. Time. Time, that's it. What time is it? About the quarter past the 11th. No, no, what year? 2004. The odds. But that means the Sonic Society hasn't begun, and we haven't met. Haven't met? Oh, this is another timey-wimey thing. More like an oddy-waddy. According to this, we're back in time when Voices in the Wind Theater wasn't fully developed by David Farquhar. The episode this closest is Bullstud He-Man Mystery Writer. Can we get to your tortoise? My turtle? What is that? TARDIS! Sorry, the tortoise hasn't been invented yet. How do you know that I have a TARDIS? I don't have time. The episode is starting, and we need to get there before the show ends. If you've ever trusted me before, David, trust me now. Trusted you before? I've never met you. ZPPR. A Zipper Production. children to prepare a simple little assignment. But teacher... Quiet! A simple little assignment. A little essay on some topic like Mr. Giraffe and his friends or what do the flowers say? And what do you give me? This! This most perverse, immoral, Pornographic and debauched filth I have ever read in children's compositions in my entire career! Jeepers, I think we're caught, Leon. We shouldn't let those magazines to everybody in class to copy from. We're gonna get... Dexter! Uh, yes, teacher, ma'am. You're the last one to read your composition, Dexter. Uh, can I go to the toity teacher? I have... No, you may not go to the toity teacher! Step up here, Dexter, and read your composition to the class. And Dexter... Yes, teacher? If it's anything like the last 13 compositions I've just been hearing, there'll be blood spattered all over the blackboard! Is that clear, Dexter? Yes, sir. And what's the name of your essay, Dexter? Uh, it's a true story my uncle told me. <clears throat> it's called... Bull Stud He-Man Mystery Writer. Bull Stud He-Man Writer with your masculine stance. Bull Stud He-Man Writer 
if you will, the chrome and marble outer office of a world-famous publishing company. Hello, McDowell Publishing. No, Mr. McDowell is in. Hello, McDowell Publishing. No, Mr. McDowell is not accepting calls. Hello, McDowell Publishing. No, Mr. McDowell is uh, Excuse me, miss. Uh, I'd like to see Mr. Ralph McDowell. I, uh, Mr. Stud. Er, yes, Mr. Stud. He's, he's through that. He's through that. That door, I'll buzz you in. No, no, these stupid copiers broke in and I can't get the stapler to staple all these memos to staple in. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. I'd like to see Mr. Ralph McBalf. Monsieur Stud, hi. Uh, he, 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 he. Uh, he's through that door? He, he. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, you stapled your hand to that magazine. What magazine? What then? Yes, yes, that's what I want. Peter, buy long sell short print, a million copies of that book, and don't call me till you do! Can you imagine the nerve of that? Oh, Stud, didn't see you come in. Have a cigar, sit down, take a load off your feet. You know, the way my day's been going, Stud, it reminds me of that passage I read in Loxley Hall by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson? <laughs> ah! Stud, you punched me in the jaw. What the? Uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Bowser, but every time I hear what's-his-name mentioned, I just go insane, that's all. Help me up, Stud. Well, at least your head didn't make too much of a dent in the bookshelf, Mr. McBow. Quiet, I... Stud. And where's my assistant? Beatrice? Beatrice, get in here! Yes, Mr. McBow. Yes, Mr. McBow. This, Beatrice, is Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer, the author I've been telling you about. Uh, glad to meet you, Beatrice. Ah. Uh... Uh, Mr. Stard, I... Take me, Mr. Stard. Beatrice, what the you'll Beatrice, catch a button that thing up this instant and stop being silly. Tell Mr. Stard why we've sent for him. I... Uh, I don't know what came over me, Mr. McBalve. I, uh... Well, Mr. Stard, as your publishers, we are proud to carry your books in our catalogue and... Get on with it, Beatrice! Oh, oh yes, uh, Well, your books aren't doing as well as we'd like. You mean murder and mayonnaise uh, wasn't a smash? It went over like galoshes on water, Buffalo Stud. But I... Therefore, uh... as your publishers, we've concocted a little, shall we say, publicity stunt for you. Like what, Mr. McBell? Like you solving a crime, Mr. Stud. Imagine, mystery writer turns sleuth. But there'll I... be some crime from a long time ago that was unsolved. You don't really clear it up. You'll just go through the moves. Well, covered by the press, of course. Right, and we'll cook up some phony solution. Your book sales will soar, Mr. Stud. Well, what do you think, Bull? Why, it's the most brilliant publicity scheme I've ever heard of. You two are brilliant. Later, at Bull Stud's mother's house... Why, it's the most idiotic publicity scheme I've ever heard of, Mama. Those two must be on some sort of drugs. Now, now, Bull, honey, your publishers know what's best. And wipe your nose. Oh, yes, Mama. And stand up straight. Yes, Mama. And clean your room. Don't worry, son. Mama's here to calm you down. I wonder who that is. Oh, probably just my psychoanalyst, Dr. Chemnitz. Uh, I told him to meet me here. Psychoanalyst? Bull, you need a head shrinker? Why, Bull, why? Haven't I provided you with guidance and security all these years? And comb your hair and don't squint and stand up straight! Guten Tag, everyone. Ah, oh, Bullstadt, he-man, mystery writer, my boy. Psychoanalytically speaking, how is my patient today? Say, ah. Uh, and what do you want, Dr. Chemnitz? A small stick, medium rare, if you don't mind. Say, ah. Uh, oh, I'm saying, ah. Uh, your flat. Say, ah. Uh, Hello? Yes, he's here. Hold uh, on, Mr. McBelf. It's for you, Bull. It's Ralph McBelf, your publisher. Uh, uh, thanks, Mama. Uh, hello? We've got you a mystery to solve, Bull, baby. I thought Let that... Let me finish, then you can agree. No, oh. Well, years ago, there were a bunch of government papers stolen from various official buildings around town. They were eventually translated for distribution to hostile foreign governments. Hello? Beatrice, get off the line. Can't you hear him on the phone? Who with, Mr. McBelf? Bull stud, he-man, mystery writer. Bull stud? Beatrice, stop that. Skirts cost money. Oh, where was I, Bull? Uh, stolen government documents. Right, well, General Birdies, who was in charge of the investigation for the government, eventually dropped the case. Uh, so, so if General Birdies called it off, then what? What you're going to do, Bull, is question the 15 people we tell you to question. They read from prepared scripts, you read a few articles, and then we prove the papers were stolen by Francis Fremis. Can we go along, Bull? No way. And get off that extension, Mama. Great. Well, pack right now. Did I bring my tuba? <sighs> Uh, so who's Francis Framus, Mr. McBalf? Obscure druggist who went to that big pharmacy in the sky years ago. No relatives. We can slander him from here to Saskatchewan. And this will boost the sales of my books? Boost your sales? Like eggplants and jelly, my boy. 
Eggplants and jelly? It is a few weeks later. Bull Stud, along with his mother... Bull, button up your collar! ...and the professorial Dr. Hennix... Your it and your libido are merging into a mitten fixation! ...have taken the grime-encrusted subway across town to their 14th eyewitness interview. On a windswept flagpole atop one of the city's tallest buildings... Okay, lower that paint bucket, Harriet! Yeah, Harry! Uh, excuse me. What the? What are you doing up here on this flagpole? Uh, I'm Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer. And I'm his mother. And I'm the venerable Dr. Hamnitz. Say ah. Uh... How long have you hated your family? Well, Doc, I... Uh, wait a minute, Dr. Hamnitz. Uh, uh, sir, we've come to interview you in order to get further clues for the stolen government paper caper appearing in the Dog Food Gazette. Oh, you're that Bull Stud. Now I know what you're here for. In that case, let me reach into my back pocket. Hold this brush, pal. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, just one second, Harriet. I'm being interviewed for the papers. Oh, where's that piece of... Oh, here it is. Let me see. <clears throat> well, Mr. Stud, I was just minding my own business when I hear a shot. That's shot. Mr. Macbeth doesn't write his O's too clearly. Oh, right, lady. I hear this shot. Right. And I says to myself, myself, I... That's enough. This sounds like... Uh, what did you say, Mr. Stud? Oh, I said that's enough. Slide down the pole, Mama. We're getting out of here. Well, my boy, psychoanalytically speaking, this is a collision between psychosis and thrombosis. Move, I... Dr. Chemnitz. I can't take part in this lion anymore. Aha! An honesty complex. Does this mean I don't get in the papers, Mr. Stud? You got it, pal. Well, as Alfred Lord Tennyson said in Idols of the King... Alfred Lord Tennyson! Ah! Let go of that ah! man's tongue! Bull Stud returns to his lonely little attic apartment over a candy store in the seamy part of town. It is a greasy, hot night. A single candle is lit, and we find Bull on the phone to his mother. Yes, Mama, I know I shouldn't have strangled him, but ever since that volume of... What's his name fell off that shelf and hit me on the head when I was in my crib, I just... Well, I hear Tennyson's name, and I go blank, and I hear jungle drums, and... No, Mama, I'm going to finish typing this last article for Mr. McBalf, and then I'm getting off the case. Yes, Mama, I won't slouch. Goodbye. Bull moves uneasily in his chair as he prepares to type. Where's that typing paper? Ah. It has come to my attention that certain... Another typewriter smashed up. I know Mama wanted me to grow up to be a He-Man, but why did she teach me to type with my fists? Armed with nothing but an address and hope, Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer, along with his ever-loving mama and the therapeutic Dr. Hemnitz, enter the stone and linoleum halls of the Strategic Military Command, seeking General Birdies, the only man who may be able to unlock an unsolvable mystery. I am Sergeant Lydia Pusselkew. I'm to take you to General Birdies, who's on the target practice range and waiting you. Oh, uh, thank you, Sergeant. Uh, this is my mama. Fix your tie, Bull. Yes, Mama. Uh, and this is Dr. Chemnitz. Psychoanalytically speaking, greetings, Sergeant. The rifle range is right through this door, folks, or you'll have to wear these. It's a mama. General Birdie's eyesight has been failing these last few years. He keeps lowering the standards for marksmanship to keep himself eligible to shoot. His armor is for, uh, protection. Uh, I, I, I see. Well, okay, we're all suited up, Sergeant Pusselkew. Excellent. Okay, folks, this way, please. There's General Birdie's over there. Watch out! Hold you. Follow me. Are those eyeglasses or coffee cups he's wearing? General Birdie's, sir. These are the three people who wish to interview you. Ah! Ah! Uh, sorry, folks. My aim is a little off with this... Uh, this bad lighting in here. Right? Bad lighting? Right, Sergeant Bossacue? Oh, yes, sir, General, sir. Bad lighting, sir. Uh, General Birdie's, I'd like to ask you some questions concerning some missing government documents with the... Ah, uh... uh, yes. The case you're covering for the newspapers, Mr. Stud. Ah! Oh, my. Uh, bad lighting? Yes, bad, bad lighting. Uh, the missing government documents, General Birdie's. Yes, yes, the missing... Why, this is one of the very buildings they were stolen from. The Strategic Military Command Building? Right. Mr. Stud, there was also the Bureau of Agriculture and Green Stuff, uh, the Ministry of Big Rockets, and the Bureau of Aluminum Siding and Indian Affairs. However... Yes? 
I don't know a thing about it. Aww. But I might be able to help General Sir. Aww. Now, wait wait a minute, Sergeant Possilkill. There was a fellow named Pop Pease. Used to deliver milk here years ago, about the time it was happening. He was the only non-authorized personnel allowed through the gates out front. He was questioned, but it turned out he'd sleep while making his rounds. Claimed he didn't see a thing. <laughs> Sergeant Possilkill... Get, get brighter light bulbs for this firing range or can't aim properly. Yes, General Birdies. Uh, pardon me, Sergeant Parcel Q, but where could my son locate this man's, um... Pop Pease. Stop interrupting! Tuck in your shirt! Uh, yes, Mama. Um, this fellow, Pop Pease. Well, ma'am, it... That's enough, Sergeant. Um, Pop Pease could be dead or alive. If I were you, I'd start with our strategic military command headquarters in Germany. His milk business had failed, and we hired him over there as a janitor. Well, thank you very much, Sergeant Postle Q. Sir! Uh, and you, General Birdies. Always glad to help civilians with their... <laughs> Sergeant Postle Q, I did not tell you to fall out. Uh, Sergeant Postle Q... Withdrawing his entire life savings from the bank on a wild hunch, Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer, Mama, and the Freudian Dr. Chemnitz jet to the Strategic Military Command headquarters in Mauskopf, Germany. Could you please tell me where I could find Pop P, soldier? Nein! He is not here in Germany. I don't to try our command headquarters in Italy. A bone-weary threesome troop up the 249 stone steps that lead to the imposing front entrance of the Strategic Military Command Building in the USA. Oh, General Birdies. Ma, bull stud, He-Man mystery writer and company. How goes it, sir? We've, we've been traveling for three months around the world, searching for Poppies and the military base in Santiago, Chile. Sent us back here again. Well, I just can't understand what the problem could be, I thought. Uh, excuse me, sir. Oh, the janitor. Well, hurry up, man. What do you want? I'm helping these people locate Poppies. Well, sir, that's just it, sir. I overheard you while I was mopping up in the lobby. I... And poppies. What? There, there must be some mistake. There must be some. Excuse me, I have to make an urgent phone call. Is something wrong, General Birdies? Of uh, the target range. Light bulbs, so you can see. Right, right. Have to call about light bulbs for the. So this is who we've been looking for, Bull? Right, Mama. I. Uh... Let me speak to this man, Bull. After all, I have to degree. Mr. Peace, I'll... Not so formal. Call me Pop, please. Okay, Pop, please. No, no, that's Pop Peace. Oh, okay, Mr. Peace. No, no, call me Pop, please. Okay, Pop, please. No, no, that's Pop This please. train of thought oh, continues another half an hour no, no, until a window please. is opened in a building please. across no, the street pop, and a woman please. yells... Okay, Mr. Hey, Where would you suggest, madam? How about the super top secret animal experimentation laboratory? Everybody goes there! Ah! A, a splendid, splendid idea. idea! Into the depths of the strategic military command building and down through the winding corridors they go until they reach their final destination, the super top secret animal experimentation laboratory. What experimentations are done down here? Uh, currently, they're testing animal numerical skills. Right now, they're all playing poker. Uh, it must have cost a fortune for all the card decks and chips. It certainly is noisy down here, Mr. Pease. Oh, no, call me Pop Pease. I thought you said your name was Pop Pease. Knock it off, Doctor. Say, Pop, is there any way you can get these animals to quiet down? Sure thing, Mr. Stud. Okay, everybody, switch to solitaire. Psychoanalytically speaking, I find it fascinating that these animals can play cards at all. Well, yes, but when the hippos start cheating... Uh, Pop, we came to ask you about the disappearance of certain government documents from this building and their translation for enemy powers many years ago. You mind if I get some work done while I tell you? I have to stuff this elephant into the suitcase for shipping. Go right ahead. 
Well, I used to own a little milk company called Utterly Delicious Milk Incorporated. I had my wagon and a horse named Bartholomew. I used to make deliveries all around this area. So, did you notice any strange goings on? We heard you were the only non-government person allowed near this building. Right, but I had a problem. I had two jobs, so I used to sleep on my route. Then how did the horse My know- horse Bartholomew knew the route himself after a while. He'd make stops and the customers would take off their milk bottles and put back their empty milk bottles. <clears throat> Bartholomew would pull at the reins when we got home. Customers? Emptying full bottles? Yep, while I was asleep. Honest folks, eh? Do you think... Take your hands out of your pockets, boy! Yes, Mama. Uh, Do you think that maybe people were putting stuff in milk bottles and moving it around the city in your wagon? While he was asleep? Now, Bull, your ear and your craving for celery are crashing with your... Well, it's a bit far-fetched, but (laughs) since I was sleeping, someone could do it. So now all we need is Bartholomew the horse. Uh, He'd lead us to all the stops where documents were put on your wagon. And to the place where they were taken off. Brilliant, son. Tuck in your shirt. Yes, Mama. Excellent. So where is your horse, Mr. Peace? Uh, well... What's the matter, Mr. Well, to make ends meet, I used to work my second job and rent out Bartholomew for part of the day to a small-time actor fella. He had an act with words and languages. Get in there, turn it. He'd finish up by playing a trombone, and Bartholomew would dance and do some tricks. And? Times were bad. I lost the milk company. Sold Bartholomew to the actor fella. Then I became a janitor. What's his name? Who? The man you sold the horse to. It was Mr. Words. Mr. Words? Uh, you probably know him by his fancy new name, Senior Palabras. Isn't he the man who owns that big nightclub on the other side of town? Yeah, it's called the <coughs> Genesee. And he also owns the Flurka Circus, correct? Same fella. He had a little crummy act when I knew him, but now he's doing just dandy, I guess. But, Pop, does he still have Bartholomew? Who knows? It's been years. Would you recognize Bartholomew if we took you to visit Senior Palabras? Well, <coughs> I guess I could if... Mr. Peace! Uh, yes, General Birdies. Can I please see you in the Plastic Stress Center? I want some mopping up done. Uh, sure thing, General Birdies, sir. Almost finished packing this elephant. There. Well, Papa, could we meet you tomorrow at, say, about 8.30 in the morning? Uh, and... Bull, I tend to rise at 9 myself. Okay, could we meet at 9.30 in front I of me? I have at... a hair appointment at 9.30, son. 10.30, then, if that's all right with you two. Yep. Ah, uh-huh. make it in front of the Den of Thieves nightclub and we'll all go in and talk to Senor Palabras. Mr. Pease! I'm waiting, Mr. Pease! Yes, sir, General, sir! Okay, folks, I'll be there. It'll be real good to see old Bartholomew again. Bull, you still have a chance to stop this nonsense and go back to your publisher, Mr. McBalfe, and apologize and solve this case the correct way, just like Mr. McBalfe invented for you. Yes, Bull, psychoanalytically speaking, you have too many pokers in the fire. What was that, Doctor? I said Bull has too many pokers in the fire. Let's get out of here. Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer, goes home to his lonely garret of an apartment and attempts to take his mind off current events by calling up his former girlfriend, Amanda. Hello? Hello, Amanda. This is Bull Stud, and I thought you might like to... No! Such is the fate of the worshipped hero. A sex symbol to the world at large, he is a washout to the woman he loves. Which leads us to the front of the Den of Thieves nightclub. At the tone, the time will be... 6.30! Bull, it's 6.30 at night and he hasn't come yet! We've been here since 10.30 in the morning! I missed raising the funnies to stand here and act out your fantasies of being Sherlock Holmes! And I agree! Mr. Pease probably realized how crazy your scheme sounded and backed out! What's the use? You're probably right, both of you. Mothers are always right. And psychoanalysts about 95% of the time. Well, since we're in front of this nightclub, let's go in and get some supper or something. Well, I have another patient to see. I uh, wanted to go shopping. My treat. Count Count me me in. in! You're disgusting. Bull Stud, He-Man mystery writer, and his two unexpected guests enter the revoltingly opulent interior of one of the more gaudy night spots in the free world. After being seated at a fur-lined table in a far corner of the huge mirrored Art Deco dining area, Bull excuses himself to brush his teeth. He practices his writing by talking to himself. Here goes 
Old stud, he-man, mystery writer, up to the gold-plated door marked Caballeros. He, oh, oh, why don't you watch me? Ow, I got some of your liver pate in my eyes. Oh, you have a towel waiter? Oh, oh, oh thank you. I... You're not a waiter. Sir, I believe you have wiped your pate on my $10,000 designer chemise. I'm... I'm sorry. You see, I'm Bull Stud and I... The He-Man mystery writer. Uh-huh. Don't eat the pork tartare. What was that? Don't eat the pork tartare. Good day. Don't eat the... What does that mean? Oh, well. Oops! <laughs> I almost went into the wrong room. It's this one, the one that says male diners in Spanish, uh, senoritas. Several face slaps later, a dazed bull stud wends his way back through partying throngs, only to be faced with a strikingly handsome older gentleman leaning over his table. He is resplendent in an expensively tailored white tuxedo, and he is intent on flirting with Bull's mother. He turns and introduces himself as... Senor Palabras. That's Spanish for Mr. Words. Oh, and you must be this beautiful woman's son, the mildly famous bull stud. Hello, hello, my friend. Ah, friend. Friendship is a plant we must water often. Linsmith, yes, a wonderful uh, uh, You can stop shaking my hand, Senor Palabras. My cufflinks just flew off. If you don't mind... Mind? Ah, minds that have nothing to confer find little to perceive. Wadsworth. Isn't he a darling bull? Let me kiss that dainty hand again, Senora. Senor! Happy is he who dares courageously to defend what he loves. Of You're slobbering on my menu, Senor Palabras. Oh, what did your son say, Senora? Oh, well, Senor Stud, I would chastise you. But children need models more than they need critics. Joseph Jobert. You have quite an establishment, Senor Palabras. Uh, what is that uh, huge trapdoor with the chain up there? The ultimate in hedonism, Doctor. It's a little thing we call the fountain of food. What is that, senor? Well, for a mere $500,000, one sits beneath it, throws back one's head, pulls the chain, and a 300-course gourmet banquet is dumped on one. An unforgettable experience, I can assure you. Very impressive. Well, they say a man's fortunes are the fruit of his character. Emerson. Uh, oh, yeah? I, I smacked him in his juicy kisser and he hit the deck like a hippo falling out of a tree. Mickey Spillane. How crew. Uh, don't mind him, Senor Palabras. I hope... Ah, hope. Hope is the dream of the waking man, Diogenes. Oh, well, my little bird, let me fly to my little elfin kitchen and see how the delicacies are shaping up. Meanwhile, in the elfin kitchen... I'm supposed to serve. You gotta scrape it off the wall first. What do you think this is, Buggin' and Pialis? Where are those two Indian waitresses? What, boss? Yes, bossy bossy. They're here. They're here. Well, do you two know what to do? Yeah, boss, we know. Sure, boss. What do you want us to do? Oh, here. Give this food to the party at table 516. Understood? Sure, Mr. Woods. Er, I mean, senor. Never call me by that name. Never. Okie dokie, boss. Vamanos. Get out there with that food. No, I don't like a mama. Oh, now, just because you foolishly get the wrong first impression. Oh, wait, wait, wait. May I help you two young ladies? Well, will you look at that? It's him, both done. The He-Man mystery writer. Now wait, ladies. This is no place to destroy your garments. Oh, we're, we're sorry. You know how it is when the spirit gets a hold of you. Oh, he didn't even touch us. Yeah, ain't it a tough break? Oh, you're so right. So who are you two? My name is Lettuce Romaine. This here is Charlotte Roost. Charmed, I'm sure. Yep. We work here. We're artistic dancers. Right. It's fancier than saying we're stripped. Charlotte. How I'm ballroom dancers. Oh. Uh, before we do our act, we wanted to give you this gift. Compliments of Senor Palabras. Oh, what a lovely thought from that darling man. It looks delicious. Not as fried in a spitted olive stuffed with carrot sticks, but it's edible. Oh, it was made special for you folks. It's pork tartare. Did you say pork tartare? Uh, we'd rather not accept it. Now, Bull, don't be silly. 
You tell Senor Palabras thank you, young lady. Here he comes now. My goodness, what an elaborate costume he's got on. It must be 50 pounds in spangles alone. Here, let me put on my dark glasses so I can see it better. Hello, my dove. Ah, I see you've received my little portata valentine. Thank you, darling. Ah, but I receive such joy in giving it to you, and joy is the mainspring in the whole of nature's calm rotation. Schiller. Lovely. May I dedicate my musical number to you, Signora? They say that love is friendship set to music. Pollock. Oh, Signor. <laughs> Let me just tell my two little helpers to take their places on stage, Signora. And screw you two, get your tails on that stage. Right out, boss. This is a song about words I wrote long ago, Signora. When you had an act with a dancing horse, Palabras. Uh, I shall gloss over that unpleasantry, Signor Stud. Anyway, I dedicate this tune of words and of love to you, Signora. Get on that stage, you two. We gotta get the number. Words fill my imagination with their syllabification. Give me a soup with alphabets and I'm in heaven. But there's something enigmatic that's just too melodramatic. I'm speaking of words about love. Like who put the up in abalone and who put the mac in macaroni. Yet it's so fascinating. Cause who put the you in I love you? Who put the X in expedition and who put the soup in superstition? My heart is palpitating. Cause who put the you in I love you? I've scrutinized encyclopedias. I've been advised that you're who it was. So if you put the trans in transatlantic, then I'll put the mass in too romantic, and there'll be no debating that you put the you in I love you. So who put the abalone? Who put the mac and macaroni? My heart is palpitating. Cause who put the you? Who put the you? In I love you. Beautiful, beautiful, Senor Palabras, bravo! Your your lyrics were like Shakespearean love sonnets, like poetry. Ah, uh, poetry is vocal painting. As painting is silent poetry, Simonides of Chios. Hmm, I see you didn't eat my present of pork tatar. Is something amiss? Well, before we could get to it, it ate through the plate on the table and fell onto the floor. Well, we could have licked it up off the rug, Palabras, but it ate through the floor, too. If we follow the hole, we might be able to catch up with it in China. Uh, let's get out of here, Mama. Oh, well, if my food isn't to your liking, Senor Stud, perhaps you'd like to take your lovely mother next door to see my circus flerkes. Uh, another time, I'd pal. love to, Senor Palabras. Uh, it is free admission for us, right? Oh, of course, of course. Here are your passes. Go along, you three, and enjoy yourselves on the house. And Senor Stud. Uh, yeah, Palabras. It takes a wise man to discover a wise man. Diogenes. Come on, Let us, Charlotte. Yeah, boss? Call up the Flerkes Circus. Give several of the clowns a description of our three guests and tell them to get their special guns ready. Okie dokie, boss. And so, Dr. Hemnitz and Mama take a dejected bull stud next door to drown his sorrows in the eye-popping frivolity of the Flerkus Circus as they take their seats in the back row. Zobol, have you abandoned your antisocial behavioral attitude towards Senor Palabras? Yes, he's such a dreamboat. Now why don't you be reasonable and call up your publisher and tell him that you're ready to go out on some more trumped-up interviews? Face it, you've reached a dead end. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> Look at those clowns down there in the ring. Look at those funny rifles they're carrying. <laughs> and the clown in the middle has those silly big binoculars. See the way he's looking at the crowd with them? Oh, look, he's looking at us. And he's pointing at us, too. Cheer up, my boy, and wave back to 
to him. I'm too tired to win. <laughs> Why, it looks like they're pushing their way through the audience towards us. Oh, goody, goody, I feel like a little girl. The music, it sounds familiar. Let me reach back into my subconscious. You only have to reach back a half an hour, Doctor. Why, you're right, Paul. It's Senior Palabras' Avalone song. Now, why would they be playing Because that? he owns the circus, Blurkus. That's why they're playing it. After all... Hey, hey, look, Mama, Dr. Chemnitz. Look there, Bon. Are you suffering from delusions again? No, 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 no. Look, wait, over there, those workhorses on the side of the arena. Yes, I see them. Look at the one on the left. Oh, he's dancing to the music. How cute. No, Mama, he's dancing to this music. I got that Senior Palabras' horse from his act. He's doing his old routine and dancing to his song. That must be Bartholomew Pop Pease's milk horse. He gets gunshots! It must be that General Birdie's practicing No, his... no, it's those circus clowns with the rifles. They're shooting at us! Run! Head for Bartholomew! Our three innocents scramble toward the center of the arena, jumping over guards. Sorry about the foot in the eye, pal. Diving through popcorn concessions. Don't on the jelly beans, Sonny! And ducking under lethal gunfire. Ah, it's parted much left of my hair! And still they fight their way through the forest of murderous clowns. Finally... Quick! Up on the horse, you two! Go, Bartholomew, go! <clears throat> Let go of my ears, Mama. Let me try some animal psychology. Bartholomew, can you hear me? It's your time. Look at what's branded on his rump. It says, utterly delicious dairy. Oh, giddy up, Bartholomew. Unfortunately, our three intrepid sleuths find they have no control over the direction their galloping getaway vehicle is taking. Where, where is this stupid horse going, Dr. Hamnis? His subconscious mind is wandering, and I suspect he is following it. Oh. Look, he's headed for that shack. The sign on top is a shack. It says, The, the utterly delicious, delicious dairy. dairy. He's, he's coming, coming home. home. Oh, he's finally stopped. <laughs> Astute observation, if not quite accurate, ball. After a few minutes, they find... He gas! He, he stopped, stopped at the Bureau of Agriculture and Green Stuff! And after still a few more minutes... He gas! He stopped at the Ministry of Big Rockets! Several more minutes passed by when... He gas! He stopped at the Bureau of Aluminum Siding and Indian Affairs! And finally... Yeah. Well, back at the Strategic Military Command building. Oh, so I was right. Bartholomew stopped at all the government buildings where papers were stolen. So, so where is he stopping next? I'm getting saddle sore. Her answer crops up soon enough. Oh, no. It's his final stop where he used to deliver his stolen papers for translation. Senor Palabras' nightclub. Watch out, watch out. We're headed straight into the club. <laughs> Oh, my dear, he brought us back into danger! This is your Palabras! Palabras can't stop this horse! Look, Bull! He's picking up a trombone! What is he going to... Oh, uh, he's dancing! Grab them! Get them off that horse! Bull Stud, his mama, and the clinical Dr. Hemnitz are dragged off the tap-dancing steed and brought before an enraged Senor Palabras. with me! You thought to... Hmm. I shouldn't be so hostile. After all, the tables are turned, are they not? Why, I believe one should take good care not to grow too wise for so great a pleasure of life as laughter. Addison! Psychoanalytically <laughs> 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 speaking... <laughs> Trapped you, bull stud. You attempted to uncover my little scheme for acquiring and translating those stolen documents. But you failed. Little minds are tamed and subdued by misfortune, but great minds rise above it. Irving. But how did you get... Quiet! 
How dare you interrupt my final gloating speech? Look, Bull, here comes one of those clowns with the rifles. He's wiping off his makeup. It, it's General Bernie's. He's in on it, too? Yes, yes. The good general phoned me to warn me you are heading toward my nightclub. I have puppies bound and gagged in the super top secret animal experimentation laboratory. We dressed him up as a deck of cards. When we instruct the animals to play Michigan Rummy, he'll be torn to pieces. Uh, good, good. General Birdies helped coordinate my plan with the milk wagon. I made millions from my translations of those stolen documents. How do you think I got out of performing in tents and backwater towns and into opening my own nightclub? I closed the document case years ago, but you came snooping around. Yes, you had to find out what really happened. Well, your information won't do you any good now. But, Senor Palabras, I thought you were a man of such passion. I am, my little pigeon. But the happiness of a man in this life does not consist in the absence, but in the mastery of his passions. Alfred Lord Tennyson! Uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson! Ah! Oh, help me! He's not there! Get him off me! Look out, Bull! General Bardis is going to shoot! In our studio today, we have two eyewitnesses to the mysterious cave-in of the entire north end of town around the area of the Den of Thieves nightclub. And your name is... Psychoanalytically speaking, Dr. Hamnet. Say ah. Uh, and you can just call me Mama. Er, uh, uh, tell the listeners about your... May we announce our wedding plans for next month? It'll just take a second. But you're supposed to speak about... That's what we've adopted two lovely little favored young women. Named Charlotte Bruce and that is Romaine. Excuse me, but aren't those two strip... Autistic, Autistic dancers. dancers. Right, right. Now, about that huge cave-in... And I'm expanding my practice to include my new colleague, Poppies. And I'm publishing a book on childcare with Mr. Ralph McBelf's publishing firm. And Bartholomew's a horse is taking over the Flurka Circus as a silent partner. Wait a minute! What does all of this nonsense have to do with the cave-in of the north end of town? Not much, but it ties up the story neatly, no? And so all the bad guys went to jail, all the good guys looked at the audience and winked knowingly, and everyone was happy again and ate cheesecake. Well, teacher, what do you think about my composition? Composition? True story? That was the most preposterous piece of twaddle I've ever heard! Come here, you little squirt! I'm going to tear you limb from... Well, if you don't believe me, ask my uncle. He's driving me home from school today. Uh, excuse me, children. Uh, is my nephew Dexter here? Uh, oh, are you his teacher? My name is Bull Stud. Oh, my. I'm yours. Say the word. Uh, Bull Stud, he-man, mystery writer. Bullstud, He-Man Mystery Writer, was written, composed, and directed by George Zarr and featured Susan Rice as the teacher, Tammy Pierce as Dexter the narrator, Denise Echeverry as receptionist, George Zarr as Bull Stud, Paul Singleton as Ralph McBath and Pop Pease, Sarah Montague as Beatrice, Raquel Barbazan as Mama, Tim Leiby as Dr. Chemnitz, Thomas Gansevoort as Clarence, Mickey Fromkin as Sergeant Pasolcue, Henry Enberg as General Birdies, Dory Nash as Amanda, Andrew Jaffe as Senor Palabras, Nancy Sweezy as Charlotte Roos, Denise Robert as Lettuce Romaine, and Pam Peterson as the radio host. Audio engineering by Pam Peterson and Denise Robert. This program was produced by George Zarr for Zipper Productions. ZPPR. A Zipper Production. David, David, Natsrim is coming. Natsrim? Oh no. What'll we do? Um. Um. Write something down? Isn't Nadzrim one of H.P. Lovecraft's ancient gods? <laughs> oh no, you silly, silly man. Nadzrim is short for National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. National Audio Drama Script Writing Month? Yes, National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. 
That's three times, so we can't forget it. Nazrum takes the darkest and shortest month of the year, February, and urges people to go out and write brand new audio theater. Well, what could someone write? Well, there's several challenges. There's the feature challenge, where you could write a two-hour-long audio drama movie. That's a huge undertaking. Certainly could take all month, or the quarter challenge, in which you could write a ten-part series of shows all ten to fifteen minutes in length. Does that mean there's a half challenge of... Ten shows that are 25 to 30 minute episodes in length, and a full challenge. Which is a ten-part series with each episode being 55 to 60 minutes in length, I presume. Elementary, my dear David. Elementary. All incredible challenges. Yes! Get to sonicsociety.org and sign up your name for the challenge. It's free. And if you complete the challenge this year, you'll get a certificate of accomplishment. A certificate of accomplishment? That's right. At the sonicsociety.org website, you can sign up. Like I said, it's free. And just an opportunity for you to pull yourself out of the doldrums of February and create some great audio drama. Whether it's your first time or you're a seasoned professional. Sign up and complete Nads Room 2015 and bring great new audio to life. And we'll see you all at the Sonic Society, three times a week, at sonicsociety.org. To the writing machine! (laughs) Don't you just mean a word processor? Ride! Rather, um, gothic. What do you mean? The decor. I'm not used to the tortoise, uh, TARDIS looking so shadowy. Mm. New theme I'm playing with. One of my darker projects, if you'll pardon the pun. As long as it gets us where we need to go. Well, I've successfully scanned your timepiece, but the TARDIS is meant to go through time and space, not through time and audio space. We were only able to do so through an accident when the Audi fused with the heart of the TARDIS. Thus producing the tortoise. Yes, you've mentioned that. It's an unfortunate name. Time or radio theater interdimensional sound vehicle. Well, we've missed the window for Voices of the Wind, according to your device. Uh, Final Rune Production Space is opening a window to the Cleansed Season 2. That's Fred Greenhall. Between Radio Drama Revival and Final Rune, that's a huge territory of audio space. Well, as they say, Adelante. Whatever happened to you saying Adelante? I believe I just did. The Sonic Society Season 10 is written and produced by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music provided by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society through Creative Commons licensing. The Sonic Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. And we're the hosts of the Sonic Society, the Internet's longest-running showcase collection of radio drama. Or audio drama, audio plays, radio pulp, what have you. Each week on Tuesday nights, we present the very best in modern audio theatre from around the world. With over 500 shows in the RSS feed. There are stories for every kind of genre. Science fiction, fantasy, mystery, suspense, comedy, horror. Westerns, soap opera, dramas, even a rock opera. You see, when you're listening to audio drama, you've got a movie in your mind. With sound effects. A cast of thousands. 
and dramatic music setting the mood. All in your cell phone, MP3 player, iPod or computer. All for free. The Sonic Society. Find us at sonicsociety.org through Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, or now even through our own YouTube, The Sonic Society. Subscribe today. Every week, Jack and I have our own adventures. What do you call them? Audio? Pastiches. Audio pastiches. Little stories of their own that continue from week to week that are a little on the zany and wacky side. We fly through audio space and time to give you the very best of audio drama from around the world. Nearly a hundred different companies and individuals have donated their shows so that you can hear them. All for free. On the Sonic Society. Subscribe now. It'll never cost you a nickel. And you're going to love listening to new shows in the car, while walking or working out, even doing the dishes or in the background while you're working. All the shows come with a rating sticker at the beginning of each episode. So you know you know which shows to share with your kids or your friends at work. And if you subscribe this season, you get a special treat. Two more weekly offerings. On Friday, it's the best of old-time radio shows with Sonic Echo. And Sundays, it's an interview with the makers and shapers of modern audio theater with Sonic Speaks. Three shows a week. Who says you can't get something for nothing? Especially something as awesome as radio plays. The Sonic Society at sonicsociety.org. See you there. The stories that come alive. Movies for the mind. The Sonic Society. Hi, I'm Persephone Rose, executive producer for Postal Roach and the creator of Emperor Pigs. I'm a huge fan of audio drama. And if you're listening to this right now, I've got a sneaking suspicion you might be too. So make sure your headphones are plugged in tight because you're going to want to hear this. From July 24th through the 26th in 2020, producers, directors, composers, writers, actors, technicians, and fans of audio drama are gathering together for the world's first international modern audio drama convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This is going to be amazing. If you like panels, there's going to be panels. Workshops, they've got them. Studio sessions, swag events, live performances, and most importantly, all your favorite creators are going to be there. You can get all the details and purchase your tickets online at www.madcon.com. That's M-A-D hyphen C-O-N dot com. See you at Madcon.